Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor for nearly 20 years with Ebby Halliday Realtors. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with the top community influencers to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now, your host, Kimberly Woodard. Welcome, viewers. I'm so excited about this episode, and you should be too, because you're going to learn so much information about the real estate and this crazy market that we're in. And um, today's um, panel is a, such a treat, and it is a network group uh, that I am part of called the Elite 20, this North Texas um, group of realtors with tons of experience. So again, you guys have a, such a treat. I'm going to introduce everyone. Um, of course, y'all know me, Kimberly Woodard with Abby, and I've been doing this um, real estate gig for about 20 years, and now... That. <laughs> um, ben Baker. I, um, I'm with Keller Williams Realty. I've been in the business now for, I'm into my 33rd year. Steve. I'm Steve Obenshane with Remax Dallas Suburbs. I've been a local realtor uh, for about 35 years. And Terry. Yes, I'm Terry McCoy and I have with Keller Williams and I've been in business. This is my 20th year. So I'm right there with Kimberly. So we have lots and lots of years of experience here and what a market we are currently in. I mean, I don't think any of us have seen this kind of market in any of our years. Um, and so um, let's talk and let's you know, really educate the viewers. The viewers you know, have seen so much stuff on the media about the housing market um, and what it means, you know, to be in this, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're a buyer or a seller. Um, of course, stats right now. I mean, I have some stats for um, the d entire MLS um, system of North Texas. And just over March, we're seeing, you know, our average days on market 35, which <laughs> is incredible. I mean, I think inventory is what less than a month. Mm -hmm. much inventory. Yeah. Um, and you know our appreciation just um, for it um, on our sales prices have gone up just in the month of March over last year over twenty percent. I mean that is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk. If you are right now in this market as a buyer, um, we'll talk seller in a minute. But let's talk as a buyer. What? would you give, what's the first tip you give to your buyer? We'll start with Ben. Well, uh, I'd say you, you just have to be prepared. Uh, this isn't uh, your grandmother's market, okay? <laughs> yeah. um, and I, when I say be prepared, um, uh, yes, we've already had, we, uh, we have the relationship with the loan officer. Uh, we're, not, we're not just pre-qualified, we're pre-approved so that we can close this loan <clears throat> in 14 days if we need to. Uh, most of mine are closing in in 17 days or less. And I think that preparedness, one, gives you an advantage over, um, doesn't give you an advantage over cash, right. but it gives you an advantage over most. Steve? I believe you need, uh, Kimberly, to have a realtor who really is knowledgeable of the market and really understanding of the, of the market that we're in right now and knows how to craft an offer that, puts you in a position where you have a legitimate shot of getting the homes that you are trying to purchase. Uh, right now, it's, it's, it's a very, very um, challenging market, but 
with help, with an agent that really understands the market and knows how to put you in the best possible position, as Ben kind of alluded to with regard to the lender. But that and everything else is, is very, very important right now. And Terry. Yeah, and I think I'll just dovetail on Ben and Steve. What we've seen is setting the expectations with the buyer. You know, during that buyer consult, sitting down with them, talking to them about exactly what to expect. Here's how many homes are in your price range, narrowing it down so they know going into it, the expectations. And then going through underwriting, like Ben said, with your um, buyer through underwriting, and they're totally approved. And having a local lender, because the local lenders have that pool of appraisers that most likely would come closer to appraising versus an outside appraiser. All those different nuances of a offer that we can help our buyers with is going to help that buyer. And also our relationship with the other agents that we communicate with and what is the best needs of the seller so we can put our offer together so it fits the seller. Because it's not always the highest price. It might be that they need a lease back for two months or whatever the case is. And I think that's kind of how we just educate our buyer and also set the expectations. And I think everybody goes into it knowing what to expect. I love everyone's input because you know, that is so true. I'm gonna tag on to all y'all's and um, indicate that we really are selling our clients to the other side is you know, really, and as a buyer, the buyer has to think of it as selling themselves to the seller versus you know, I just want to buy your house. Um, they're selling, why should we go with their offer compared to the other 10, 15, 57? <laughs> 72, yes. Um, right. Offers out there, why, why, should, why should that seller go after that, um, take that buyer's offer? Especially when, you know, and we've all um, been seeing this, you know, as the listing agent side, you get, you know, I have a spreadsheet down and I have anywhere from 10 to 15 to 20, et cetera, offers. And I've got to, you know, which one is really going to not just, we're going to accept, but it's actually going to make it to that closing table. So, and I think it's so important. Um, and y'all all touched on it is the lender, um, getting them, you know, fully through that's a huge selling point um, because sometimes they may have a cash one and a and a finance and the seller's looking, well, if this guy is already through underwriting and I can gain $15,000 more, well then why wouldn't I take that one? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so many things. So let's talk about what we're seeing in helping these buyers. You know, there's so many buyers out there and they're, they're getting frustrated. I mean, they've, been, you know, looking at homes, making offers. I hear it all, you know, they, you know, they've made, they've lost out several times because of this marketplace. But, you know, sometimes I think, you know, they're not knowing what's actually these other people are putting in the offers. So let's talk, we'll start, we'll go opposite or directional. We'll start with Terry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what we're seeing is we're really picking the other agent's brain as much as we can. You know, you get those agents that are um, just kind of, you know, tell everything and they can tell whatever the seller instructs them to tell. So a lot of them will say, well, you know, I can't tell you that. Well, they really can. So it's a matter of just kind of asking those questions 
in a way that doesn't give us, um, they're not treating us unfair, you know, treating the other agents unfairly, just asking the questions to get those answers that you need to help their seller and then to help your buyer. And I think once again, like you said, educating your buyer on the process. And sometimes with the buyers, you know, you've got ones that you're gonna look out on something, you know, every every squirrel finds a nut. So there are those ones, but we also try to tell them on those cream puff houses, on the houses that are, everybody thinks they're great. You know, they're the cream puff houses, everyone's gonna bid on them. So maybe let's look at something that maybe needs paint or there's gonna be less offers on and you're gonna have a better chance of getting those. You know, so there's just different, different ways to navigate through this lovely waters that we're in. Maybe reset your expectations, you know, of what you're going after. So, yes. And even um, even perhaps consider other areas, perhaps not don't don't necessarily zero in on one neighborhood or one area of town or one suburb uh, have options. You know, having options can be very, very beneficial to you. Um, again, the communication between the buyer's agent and the listing agent is important. And uh, again, the totality of of the offer that you're Presenting is important, but uh, but try not to just zero in on a neighborhood or, or a suburban location. Try to have options, and uh, um, that I think puts you in a better place in in many situations. Couldn't agree more. I think in uh, in this COVID era that we're uh, we find ourselves in today, you you can live anywhere. And, uh, and I think the uh, setting the expectations with your buyers, are, are, it's so important that uh, in the past, uh, we had to have you within, because the average commute from work to home was roughly 23, 24 minutes. Mm -hmm. And today, I think that doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And to Steve's point, um, if, if Plano is your first choice, then what's your second or third? Because oftentimes we might have to look into that now uh, instead of being dead set on, you know, Plano West or Wakeland or South, whatever it is, uh, have some options. Um, and, and I think that'll help uh, lessen the disappointment because we're finding the average buyer today, they're having to write three, five, six offers. And, and as the professional, if we don't prepare them for that, then uh, now it's our fault. Right. Now it's our, our fault. Okay. And um, so setting the, the correct expectations, and then, uh, you know, having a list of maybe your, your, your top, your second, and maybe your third choice will help. No, right. I, I agree. I have a buyer right now, and we have kind of a little bu bubble around. We have Richardson, North Dallas, Carrollton, <clears throat> and the Colony. And we've looked at, you know, every, you know, everything there. But the one thing I think buyers get in, um, and it's the adrenaline, that kind of kick of, you know, everyone wants that house. You, you know, get to pull up at the house and you've got this line down the door. Well, you know, if all these people want it, I should want it. Um, I do tell them, especially a lot of my first time home buyers, which are, you know, I feel so bad with them in this market. Um, but I tell them, remember, this is your largest financial investment. So make sure this is the house you want to go for. And when we make that offer, I want you to feel good that, you know, if we don't win it and we find out it closed at X amount that you were like, well, that's great, you know, because this was my top, you know, and that's, I think 
the best way, you know, I have found for them to kind of navigate a little bit through this marketplace <laughs> that um, is just rolling through. <laughs> what's March? I mean, we're in March. Uh, we finished March, April. I mean, what's going to be May? <laughs> uh, who knows, right? Another surprise awaits, yes. I'm sure. Well, so we've talked about the buyer in here. Um, let's talk about the seller. Of course, we all know it's a seller's market, but you know, sellers sometimes think when it's a seller's market, well, I don't have to do anything. I, I could just, you know, my house can look lived in. I can just plop the sign in the front yard. Mm -hmm. let's, let's do those myths of uh, what is the reality and uh, to really getting that multiple interest. Um, Steve, well, let's start with Steve. Well, the reality <laughs> is that um, everybody wants the best houses, whether you're the all-cash buyer or you're the first-time buyer putting 3.5% down on an FHA mortgage. So it stands to reason that the, the best homes are going to garner the most interest and the most offers. Now, from a seller standpoint, you're often better off to spend some money to fix up if you're able to do so, and you can make your money back and make a tremendous amount of money beyond that. I, I had a situation uh, recently where a client uh, was offered, um, I think it was 415000 on a property, and uh, it needed all of the cosmetic work. I had them do all of the cosmetic work, which amounted to about $30,000, and we resold the home. We sold the home for $100,000 more. So by spending 30000 $35,000, they made back 100000 more. So, so um, it's very wise to, to make the house look good in this market yeah. if you want top dollar. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that um, <clears throat> one, uh, marketing matters. Yes. I think uh, your professional matters. Uh, those things, uh, you can't, um, don't cheat yourself now, okay? Right. Scrimp on other areas, but don't, don't scrimp in this area. Yeah. And um, you know, take the advice of a seasoned professional because uh, like Steve's point, uh, I won't have you do any improvements if I can't generate a three or a four or five uh, times return on that. And sometimes it's very simple. It might be like cosmetic. Uh, other times it's, it's, I mean, we just did one and uh, with my contractors, we were able to uh, completely refresh the kitchen uh, and it cost us 12,000, but that allowed us to push the price another uh, 52,000 with that light refresh. And, um, you know, naturally I'm, I'm a rock star in my, <laughs> my seller's eyes and I, and I appreciate that, but that's just experience going right. to work for you. Uh, I, so. Yeah, I think with us, what we did, you know, way back, what was it, February, March, you know, what we told them then and what we're telling them now is two different things. They don't have to do as much as they once did, but they do have to like, you know, Ben and Steve said, you do have to do those things that when people walk into that house, they're not sitting there going cha-ching, cha-ching you know, figuring out all this and over escalating what the prices are and you're going to get more offers and therefore it's going to push the price. So we are still doing some staging um, when the house needs it. So that's kind of still a very important part of it. If that homeowner isn't a natural decorator, we bring in the stager. And I think those are things that will cause it to sell and get more money too. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've, I have seen, you know, doing less but I, the basic things, 
paint, you know, mm -hmm. that fresh look. Mm -hmm. um, I always tell people fresh and clean. That's what people, people don't yes. want to go into your dirty house. They don't want that. They want something that is clean. Um, so do your, they want the fresh, you know, the landscaping to be fresh. You want that drive up. The fresh mulch doesn't cost much, but it makes such a big impact. Um, you know, clean those windows, you know, scrub everything down and then just fresh some fresh paint in areas that maybe you need it. Maybe it's just that the woodwork needs a little bit of touching up and freshness, but it, that can make such a big difference. And um, I know sometimes we'd look at, you know, oh, depending on if the kitchen's a little outdated or do we, we replace all that? Not as, you know, sometimes we're not having to do that, but because people can see, oh, I'll go ahead and put in my whatever um, gas cooktop that I've been wanting because I was going to do that anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do see that still fresh and that brings me to a point. I went to a house the other day and even my buyers were like, they knew we were coming, didn't they? <laughs> from, you know, my other tip is if you're a seller, don't, you know, if you're going to take a shower, take a shower several hours before you don't take it before you leave. <laughs> That's like the worst thing because buyers are like, Oh, did I interrupt you? you know, like that kind of thing. So I really think presentation is, you know, the key. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden they may generate, you know, more on it, which we are seeing. So let's, you know, let's talk about is the seller, you know, I think another thing buyers are, you know, are overwhelmed because um, they're competing against the offers, mm -hmm. but our sellers, there's an overwhelming for them because before, you know, maybe if we had a multiple offer, we'd have a handful, you know, that was, a, that was, a, that was really good. We were like, wow, we did sure. good on that one. Um, but now it's more than that. And it's, you know, it, it they almost, I mean, even when they were getting the showings, I think um, mm -hmm. I've had sellers where they're just overwhelmed with how many people are coming through their home mm -hmm. and how, you know, yeah. how are you, how are you, you know, coping and with your sellers on that but well, i'll let you start <laughs> uh, uh, um again i it, it'll go right back to expectations but i uh, one point i i hope we don't miss and uh, is that not every house is selling in hours yeah and um if we if we don't educate uh, our sellers properly they think they can put out junk and and the consumers and, and the professional agents they're not going to let you buy junk right okay um, because we're seeing i mean we're seeing uh one out of every four one out of every five homes now come back on the market um we're seeing in some areas homes that are languishing on the market for you know, 25 days, 32 days, 180 days. So not every property selling, you know, for top price in, right. in days. So again, we've got to prepare you for, for that. And um, uh, now I've already forgotten your question. Well, but no, it, it was more, how are we coping with the seller, you know, our sellers on this overwhelming? Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and again, I think yeah. um, one, the conversations and, and, and just the planning if, if things go the way I expect them to go, then we've got more than enough to say grace over within two, three, four days or a week uh, for a seller to think, 
no, let's uh, let's leave it out there another week or two. Maybe we'll get more offers when we've already got an offer that fits your needs. Right. And and again, it's not always about price. This will fit timing. Uh, this will this this might fit on price. Um, you know, some I've I've had one one uh, one seller actually knew the uh, the buyer from church. Oh wow! And uh, and the offers were about the same, and they were they wanted that family to have the home because they knew the love and care that they would place in that in that home. Yeah. So we never know what the advantage is. We don't. Uh, so we've got to got to throw a lot of spaghetti up against the wall to see what sticks. <laughs> I get it. Right. When I talk to age, uh, to sellers about the potentially active, the potential activity they could be facing, I um, often discuss the possibility of them moving out of the house for a couple of days, perhaps taking a weekend vacation yep. and giving me full, for, full reign to the house for two or three days. Because quite frankly, a lot of sellers do get terribly tired of just one person after another coming through their house for 12 hours in two days time. So it's not a bad idea for some for a seller to consider that uh, as an option. No, I love that tip. Yeah. yeah. And Terry? Well, Steve stole my line, but it's okay. <laughs> that, that is what we do. We tell our sellers, especially if, I, if they're, we call them our coachable sellers, mm -hmm. the ones that are pricing it right and doing everything right to get their house ready. We'll just say, is there anywhere you can go this weekend, a staycation, the lake, you know, a friend's house or you know, someplace that you want to go? And so you go off for the weekend and then just let me know when you're coming back on Sunday. We'll stop the showings and then we'll have multiple offers for you. And we'll talk about it on Monday morning. That way we put the deadline, you know, Sunday night. And then that way all the buyers can get through with the open house if they if their agent can't be there during the week or the weekend and then come to the open house. And then we should have you know, multiple offers for you and then discuss them on Monday. That's, you know, and that's what I've been doing. It's been working out. And a lot of my clients, we've basically, we've planned their showing, you know, when are they going to be available to leave or they're going on a trip or something already. Then we just backdate yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah. And so it's been, you know, it's been challenging, but it's, I think it works out um, better for them as well. Well, it has been a pleasure, and I hope my viewers have had such a great time listening to all these experts here about our housing market, and I will chime this is that now you see why it is so important um, to use a professional during um, especially the hype of uh, this marketplace to help you navigate whether you're the buyer or the seller. Um, you really need that person to help you on your side. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you. cheers thank to you. us. Thank cheers. You. And cheers to this real estate roller coaster. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to contact Kimberly with your real estate needs, you can reach her at KimberlyWoodard.ebby.com. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.